0: Everybody, this is Corey, and I'm joined by my co-host Bo Butler. And Bo, I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to get insight and wisdom from someone who has a lot of experience leading remote teams. And so our managers listening to this podcast can can take away tips and tricks on how to be more effective at leading remote teams. And so today we have a special guest, Ben Elsrode. And Bo, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mr. Ben Elsrod before. Ever heard of heard of that person? I've heard his name too much. I've known Ben for about 15 years, and now he's the person that uh, determines whether or not I get paid every month because he's my boss. So, yeah, I know Ben. So we will be, be extra extra sensitive and careful in this interview. Bo, he's don't so get that, me fired. Yes, so that you do not get fired or there's no repercussions coming back or something that you may say about Ben on this podcast that millions of people will hear. All right, so Ben's going to share with us in this interview – What he's learned from being both remote as a person working with teams, but then also what what does he do when it comes to being a manager and leading remote teams? And so buckle up and listen, because Ben's going to drop a lot of wisdom on us today and practical tips that you can take back to help you as a manager be more effective at leading remote teams. Hey, everybody, welcome to our manager development equip series, where we want to create a space to equip you with tools and best practices to help you be more effective as a manager. Today, we want to do something a little bit different. We have uh, an interview that we want to do with a fellow associate around this idea of leading remote teams. And regardless of where we sit in the organization, we are all probably on a team or work with a team or manage a team or work with other individuals who are remote. And if you think about being remote, remote means basically they're just not physically in the same place as you are. And so that could be someone who is working from home, that's on your team. It could be someone who's in a different city, a different state, or even if, even in a different country. So we wanted to carve out time to be able to learn together about how do we, as managers lead remote teams effectively. So today we have a special guest with us. We have Ben Elsrode, who is with us, and Ben has over ten years of manager experience. And the unique thing about Ben's experience is that he has, a lot of experience being remote as an associate but also leading teams as a manager with remote associates and so i thought it would be great to bring ben on let him share with us his insights into what he's learned being a manager of remote teams so welcome ben to uh, to our manager equip series here today so, I mentioned a little bit about you being remote, but maybe give us a little more commentary about, about your remote experience, because um, I know you've had it within Benefit Focus, but also outside your experience with Benefit Focus as well. So, give us a little more insight and story behind your remote
1: experience. Sure. Yeah. So, I, I've been a remote employee for a little over six years now. And then uh, I've worked in remote environments or remote contexts uh, for a little over eight years. Uh, so my my first opportunity um, in a remote context was 2012. I worked in the energy industry and I managed a back office that was located in Houston while I was located in Atlanta. So on that team, I, I had a manager and and several employees that worked for her and uh, and I managed that team and their operations uh, remotely. So that was that was very early on 2012. When things were starting to to pick up in uh, the remote world after that experience i i joined a company that was 100 percent remote so their full workforce force is remote uh, they did have a home office in austin that has housed two of the executives that was it and they didn't have any other offices um, so i went remote with them uh, my boss was in Boston. I lived in Atlanta, and then I worked with and managed people that were really global, so all over the country, and then then all over the world. Um, a lot of that time I spent with uh, with that company was a re- was a matrix environment, so I didn't have direct reports, but I had to learn how to to navigate uh, an organization remotely, and uh, and have influence without. Uh, without having reporting relationships. And then I started with Benefit Focus in, in uh, October 2015. From day one, I've been a remote associate out of Atlanta. That's uh, where I'm sitting as we speak today. I started as an individual contributor, and then from there, I moved to managing teams remotely, um, some of those being global associates that I manage directly, and then uh, uh, the rest in Charleston. So a, lot, a lot of experience in different contexts.
0: No, I think that that, that's valuable and probably aligns a lot with a lot of our experiences in some way or another. And one of the things that that we always talk about is two fundamental truths is that every every associate deserves a great manager and every manager deserves to be positioned and equipped to be great. So that's really the the essence of what we're doing here. But the unique thing about what I just said is that all of us are associates and we all are um, managers. And so we play both sides of that. And I think it's valuable at times to to hear from an associate perspective um, and not just from the manager perspective. And the unique thing about you is you have both, right? Because not only are you a remote manager, but you're a remote associate. And so you've learned through, through your experience what's worked with you, what's resonated with you, what's been effective that your manager has done with you to help you be effective being remote and also just collaborating and interacting with a team that may or may not be remote as well. So what what's been effective for you? Just thinking about it from an associate perspective, what's resonated with you? What's been effective for you? What's made you successful being remote associate that our managers managers can hear you say and maybe apply some of those things for associates on their team? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I think uh, interestingly, when I started my uh, my management career, I was pretty skeptical about the idea of remote employees, and so I personally had bought into a lot of the stigmas around. Uh, remote employees that they, they watch TV all day. Uh, remote employees just work in response mode. If someone uh, reaches out to them, they'll respond, uh, but they're not really working like the rest of us. Uh, they use working from home as an excuse to to uh, do other things, not have to use the PTO, you know, whatever the, whatever the stigma was. Uh, at the time, I had bought into that. Now, I was a, a fairly inexperienced manager at the time, and uh, my management style tended toward uh, a lack of trust. And uh, was more based on control and an ability to more or less micromanage. So I, I had uh, based my management and leadership more on my experience rather than than empathy and trust. So I, as I mentioned before, that quickly changed when I, I became a remote employee. So I worked for a company where 100% of the workforce was remote, and uh, and that's where where my experience began. So I learned quickly from. Uh, the guy that managed me in Boston, uh, how to work remotely. So one of the things that that I learned very quickly was when you're a remote employee, you have a distinct disadvantage when it comes to information. So information is not as readily available. Now you could go to company sites and gain information the same way everyone else does. You can go to email, uh, but a lot of the real information that moves the needle for an employee around safety trust, understanding the culture, uh, reading the tea leaves, if you will, on where things are going inside a department um, or with a particular person or manager, you gain that by face-to-face contact. You gain that in an office environment around a water cooler, um, uh, bringing a team together, pulling them into a room. Uh, and so I think you know, one of the things that's really helped me as a remote employee is having managers uh, who are willing to push information to me. So they they are able to understand my situation. And, uh, and as a result, they look for ways to bring me into that, to draw me into that, to share that information uh, with me. Because unfortunately, you know, in a, in a remote setting, uh, forgetting about your remote employee or forgetting to share information with a remote employee is really akin to excluding that person. Now, it's unintentional a lot of times, um, but that's the, uh, that's the result is the employee feels excluded and uh, if it occurs enough, it, it it feels intentional. So I think that's one of the things that's helped me is is having managers uh, do that for me and include me on things. Um, regular check-ins are important. So certainly, uh, as we've talked about here uh, in the management series, one-on-ones are critically important. And one-on-ones tend to be uh, meetings that that take up real estate on your calendar. But as a remote employee, it's important to have check-ins that aren't calendar-based. It's important to have conversations with your manager and people on your team that uh, make, make sure you matter outside of a calendar invite. So uh, 1130 on Monday is a great time for a one-on-one, uh, but that shouldn't be my only check-in with uh, the people on my team or my manager's only check-in with me uh, so that I can feel part of the team, you know, similar to, to how you have a drive-by by somebody's desk, see how they're doing, say hello. Uh, that doesn't happen for remote employees unless the manager is intentional uh, to make that happen. Uh, and I'll just, there's there's several more that I've learned, but uh, I'll share one more, and that's appreciation. So a lot of times on the floor, especially in an open environment, it's very easy and I think common to go by somebody's desk on your way to yours and just say, hey, thanks. Thanks for doing this or that for me. Hey, great call. Appreciate you stepping in when I got stuck Uh, whatever the case may be. Well, again, remote employees uh, don't have the opportunity to feel that. So I've had some great managers, Corey, you're one of them, um, who would send me thank you notes from time to time. So I'd go out and check the mail, and there's a note uh, from Corey, uh, not for anything monumental I did, but just thanking me for being on the team, for being a contributor, for uh, being uh, present on a certain call or taking on a project. That stuff means a lot. So, and I am to say, thanks, or, Hey, I noticed something that you did um, you know, these things can be done in passing. They can be done formally on phone calls or in meetings, but it's nice for a remote employee to uh, to get the same appreciation uh, for their work that everybody else gets uh, sometimes in, in passing. But again, uh, there has to be intentionality from the manager uh, to make these things happen.
0: So what what I heard you say is that you're not in Atlanta binging on Netflix. Is
1: that right? (laughs) Well, most of the time, no. On the weekends, though, you never know. Yeah. Well, I think that was good. And I think
0: the key word that you said, I think our managers need to hear is the word intentionality, right? Is that this doesn't happen by accident. You have to actually plan for it. And maybe that's something that I know we'll talk next about your role as a manager leading remote teams. But. Managers to think about every week when they come in, what action can they take to do something for their remote associate? And it could be write a thank you card, send a, a chat through team, it could be uh, just call them on uh, your way home from work or you know, whatever that action is. But the point is, it's not going to happen on accident. You have to be intentional to think about it because you can be visually reminded when you're in the office of someone and you see them at their desk, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to say you say hi to Ben, but you're not here physically, you can be out of sight, out of mind, so you have to really think about it intentionally. So that's that's really something valuable that I just heard you just share. So kind of flipping it. Yeah, so so flipping it a little bit here is, we, we got your view as an associate and what resonates with you, now let's shift it to you as a manager. So I know that with your team, you are remote, but you also have associates who are on your team that are remote, whether they're working from home or they're in different locations. You mentioned you, you've had people on your team who have been in different countries around the world. So as a manager, what are some tips that you have that are lessons that you've learned around how to be effective as a manager leading remote teams?
1: Yeah, so so thankfully I've I've had the opportunity to uh, to learn from others to be a remote associate, and so as as I come into managing, I come with some of that experience. Um, so I, I think connection is the first one. You know, we try to do that with with all of our associates, no matter where where they are, sitting next to us or or in another country. Um, but I think the the principles here that I'll, I'll mention and, and start with connection, it's just intensified in a remote environment because you don't. You don't often get to read the nonverbal when you're remote, so I think it's incumbent on the manager to fight to make a connection with uh, with an associate that's remote. So uh, we all make connections in different ways, but I'm thinking personal connections, get to know them personally, connection to their work. What are they working on? How's it going? What barriers they're experiencing? What's your career goal or aspiration? Where are you headed? Uh, you know, we we try to do that with everybody, but but again. It's intensified with remote employees, Um, so I I think relationship building is probably more important for a remote relationship uh, than it is uh, something sit next to uh, because of the assumptions that could come into play, uh, that relationship is not there. That relationship is not invested in. So, my encouragement is to to tell people and show people that you care and that you trust them. Uh, So, I I think that uh, that's number one. And it's really something that you have to work to work at. So if you want your remote associate to trust you, you've got to start by trusting them and uh, building that relational currency uh, with them. The, the second one I'll mention is is communication. Uh, so communication is critically important in all atmospheres, all companies, all teams, all relationships. Uh, and again, that communication uh, gap can be intensified for remote remote employees. Uh, so, I would say, you know, first of all, don't neglect the face to face and phone meetings uh, that you can have with your associates. The the technology that we have today is outstanding to connect quickly. You've got teams uh, where you can IM, you could create groups, uh, you got email where you can send a note, you've got text messages, uh, all those are great means of communication, but they tend to be impersonal if that's your only form of communication because, again, you're not seeing these folks. Uh, so it's important to create atmospheres and environments where you will see them uh, where, or they will hear your voice and you'll hear their voice. So my encouragement is to, to pick up the phone. Certainly you're going to do that on your one on one, but I would say uh, pick it up. If you've got a 2 minute uh, message to share with the associate or a question to ask, maybe it's 45 seconds. Hey, I just want to let you know this happened today, or just want to check in. How's this going? Make it a 45-second conversation. Second conversation. Same thing you would do in a drive by in the office, choose to do that. Choose to use the phone. Uh, video is a great way to, uh, to share face-to-face communication as well, and then get them, get them to the hub or get yourself to the hub uh, so that you can have some sustained uh, couple of days of interaction with your team. Um, just like you do with uh, the rest of your, your uh, associates, people are unique, treat them as unique, tailor your leadership individually to people, uh, make sure that you're, you're listening. Um, again, nonverbal is something you pick up on when you sit across the table for somebody. You don't always get that with voice inflection. You certainly don't get that through email in most contexts. So figure out ways where you can learn what's really happening with your associate and fight for that common ground, something that, that you guys can connect on that would allow you to make that connection uh, more so than than just when there's problems or hard conversations that need to happen. And then finally, the last thing I'll say here is 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 uh, Information gaps will be filled, uh, and often those information gaps, uh, if you allow them, they're going to be filled by assumptions. And where there's disconnection between a manager and an associate that's remote, uh, or vice versa, the, the the manager's remote, where there's gaps in communication and information, they're going to be filled by assumptions. Those assumptions are going to tend to be negative. So help your associate to understand cultural dynamics, office dynamics. Help your associates uh, by filling the information in gaps and not leaving room for assumptions. Uh, so feeling forgotten or excluded is very demotivating. Uh, it impacts engagement, and then uh, it breaks the trust. So work hard to include your remote associate um, on information, dynamics within the office, uh, what so-and-so is doing, so-and-so is not out, and been out three days because they're sick uh there's no way of knowing that unless you send them an email and get there out of office Uh, do things like that that allow uh, your teammates to feel included and really to be included
0: no that's that's really great feedback and i think that what's interesting to me is what what you shared are applicable to the person sitting next to you as well right so Yeah. yeah it's just uh you have to I think you use the word intense, it's intensified with the remote associate, right? It's magnified to where you have to think about it um, to be able to make those connections, provide that information. It looks a little bit different, but as managers, we should be doing those things with every associate, but being extra intentional and intense with how we do it with the remote associate. So they feel like they're connected and integrated with, with our teams and understand what our priorities are understand what success looks like for our team and they're contributing back to that so that's really great great feedback so a last question for you um going back in time here so if you if you could go back in time to a few years ago whenever you first started to be remote a remote associate what's the one thing you wish you would have known then that you know now that would have uh, accelerated your success um accelerated your effectiveness because we have potentially listening to this managers who are very new at leading remote teams so what's your nugget of truth that you would share tip that you would share uh, what you wish you would have known back then that you know today
1: yeah uh, probably a lot of things uh but i i think the the biggest thing for me if i went back to that first uh, experience i had managing a remote team um it would be to to choose to trust people um instead of to lead with skepticism and micromanage. And uh, I, I did not make cho- a choice back then to to trust the people on my team. I couldn't see them, couldn't see what they were doing. And uh, really subvertly, I required them to try to earn my trust by the actions uh, that they they would take and the results that they could produce. So I didn't fight to build a relationship with people, I fought to make sure I knew what they were doing and could substantiate uh, what they were doing and how well they were doing. So I think you know, the the concepts that we've talked about early on, empathy and trust, would be uh, would be my MO and how I operate. If if I knew back then what I know now, um, because really that the the crux is not what somebody can produce. Um, and uh, that's how we measure our success, but it's, it's the quality of the relationship. Um, so if I really wanted to unlock somebody today or eight years ago when I managed uh, the team in Houston, uh, empathy and trust are the tools to do that. So coupling those two together, I think is, is what unlocks a remote employee. It's what unlocks a remote relationship. It's what sets somebody free to do their best work remote engagement. Uh, So I failed uh, royally in my first experience there, um, but that's, that's a key learning for me.
0: And I guess the other, the other side of that's true too, is that if you're leading with mistrust and you're a remote associate, they feel that, they sense that, and it doesn't, it doesn't make them want to um, work harder, right? Or it doesn't, you may not get the results that you want to get from them, if you lead with you know suspicion versus trust, so it's it's kind of a, even a, in some ways we talk about how you know, business models are changing really fast, technology changes real fast. There's so much disruption around us; it's hard to keep up. And so, a command and control type approach to leadership just doesn't work in our leadership landscape today. There's new skills that are needed, skills like empathy that you talked about, and connection and trust and unlocking another person so that they can then perform the best version of themselves which ultimately when you aggregate that that together for your team it helps you as a manager deliver your business results together with your team so that's that's great insight so thank you ben for joining and sharing your insights with us on our equip series here and um for for those who are listening to this and watching this we're going to summarize what ben has talked about into or five tips that he shared and just share those out whenever we, we uh, launched this, this version of the Equip series so that you have a couple of bullet points that you can take away. But as always, we want to encourage you to drive this to action. So think about your situation, whether you're in a remote situation today, or my guess is if you're not, you will be very soon in the future, at some point in your career. But to think about what can you do in the next seven days to help elevate yourself and the effectiveness of yourself as a manager when you're leading your remote associate. So something Ben has said has resonated with you. So drive that to action so that uh, you can see the impact of that in your own effectiveness. So thanks, Ben, for joining again. And thanks, everybody, for joining our Manager Development Equipped Series.